You could turn to uh, John 6.60. Many disciples desert Jesus. <clears throat> oh, man, God is God. He is wonderful, amazing, glorious, beautiful. I don't even know how many words to describe him. God, you are amazing, Lord. Oh, my goodness. My voice. I think it's gone. It's going. It's still here. Okay. Okay. I'm smiling, but this is a serious one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Man, I walked into this place today, and I wasn't in the best mood at all. And just just prayer, just laying here with Jesus and talking to him, just being in his presence for just a few moments, you know. Man, how that can change just your whole attitude and your whole view at things, you know. Worshiping and just uh, just being there with him, it's, it's amazing, you know. I was talking to Adam, and, and he was telling me, sharing his some of his testimony, saying how he's been living for God his whole life. But this just past year, when he's devoted it to him, he's given it to him, how much God has done in it, you know? It's like we can try and do all all that we can, all that's in our power, but when, when we invite God into our plans and when he, we allow him to move, it's, it's just so much more. It's just better. It's easier, you know? It's just easier. And then I walked into this place and, and I was talking to Cynthia, and, man, it's just her heart. It was just so beautiful. She was in tears. And Where's she at? There she is. There she is. She's, <laughs> she's just feeling Jesus. She's just in tears. And, and I said, what's wrong? And, and she said, she's just so wonderful. He's just so amazing. Like how, how someone could do such a thing for us. You know, and that, that's so beautiful, you know. And I think we can get so so full of church and and religion that we forget why we even come here. We forget the reason why we meet every single Sunday, the reason why you you come and and you've given up so much, but why? You know, you didn't do it for a church. You did it for Jesus. He died on a cross for you, shed blood for you. He thought of you when he did it. He was humiliated. But he didn't care. He, he did it out of love, out of love. No greater love has man than this, that he laid down his life for a friend. He is amazing. I can't, keep, I can't say that enough. He's amazing and he's wonderful, but, but how we treat him like a joke, you know, and, and me, we, I mean this world, we treat him like a joke, we treat him... You know, he was just another good teacher. That's terrible. That is terrible. That is disgusting. That is detestable in the eyes of the living God. For us to deny his one and only son who he sent down here out of love. And we play games with him. And and sometimes we feel him and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we want to worship and and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we, we doubt and we struggle and we have battles and we forget why we do it. Sometimes we 
we switch around our priorities and we can have ministry and then God or family and boyfriends and then God and he comes second to none. God is the almighty. He is number one in our lives. He is everything. And here, when we're about to read, where am I? I don't even think I'm in the right place. Yes. In John 6.60, his disciples, it's titled, John, I'm sorry, 6.60. Am I in the right place? Yeah. Many disciples desert Jesus. His disciples desert Jesus. The people that followed him, that were with him and experiencing him, seeing miracles before their eyes, desert Jesus. Many people come into the church and and they experience God and they get words that are just right on and God's rocking them and God's showing them, you know, revealing himself to them and saying, here I am. And we play with God. And we walk away and we desert Jesus. The only one who has not judged us. The one who has loved us unconditionally. We desert him. We desert him. And you know what? Sometimes we can, we, we can be in the church. We can come. We can serve in the church. But we're not with him. Our hearts are not with Jesus. This is wrong. This is sad. And it breaks his heart. It breaks his heart because you play games with him. It breaks his heart because you put others before him because you do things for man. It breaks his heart. He wants you and he wants all of you. There is a whole nother level. A whole nother level to this Christian walk. And we've put him in a box. And I say that over and over again because I can be guilty of that. We say, God, you can only do so much. No. He is the creator of this world. Look in the mirror. He created you. He, he created her. Isn't she beautiful? You know, we breathe and, and we just live wonderful lives. But yet we say God can only do so much. We doubt. Now let's read this. We're going to read about the disciples deserting Jesus. It says, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is hard teaching. Okay, let me back up a little bit. Here Jesus is talking about he is the bread of life and, and uh, anyone who drinks of him and, and eats of him will never go hungry or thirsty again. All right? So some crazy talk going on from Jesus, but these are his disciples. They're supposed to be close to him, but they begin to doubt and they begin to say this. This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives a life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is, why, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. And then Jesus turns and said, you do not want to leave too, do you? 
Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is the devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. Has he not chosen you? Has he not chosen me? He has chosen each and every one of us. And let me tell you, some of our friends, some of our family members, he has chosen them, yet they have walked away. If we back up here for a little bit uh, to verse 61, I'm sorry, 60, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? We come to God, we accept him, and we feel the goosebumps and the tears and the joy that comes but when those things go away, it begins to get hard because God begins to uproot those things. The teachings, his teachings begin to get hard. You know why? Because they begin to expose things in your life. And it gets hard. But guess what? We push through. We push through. My goodness. There are going to be trials and tests that come in your walk. But God is with you. Jesus Christ is walking with you. He is walking with you and he wants you to endure. You do not want to leave too, do you? Man, Jesus got some boldness. (laughs) He turns to his 12, the ones that were left, and said, You don't want to leave too, do you? Think Jesus cared what people thought about him? You think he cared? You think he, he cared if he offended some people, if he stepped on some toes? If he was the most popular one? Jesus didn't care. He was doing this to glorify the Father. He was doing this to fulfill the plan, to redeem us, and yet we turn our backs on him when it gets hard. When we see our friends leave, when we see them accept Jesus, get radically changed. I'm talking about the radical ones, guys. And yet back away, Jesus says, are you going to leave too? The question today is why are you still here? You know, this was said to me yesterday. And it's like, man, why are we still here? We get mistreated sometimes. Those of you in the ministry, you know what I'm talking about. People come in here and, you, and they think that, that you owe them something. We get mistreated. Sometimes you're not appreciated. You go through trials. You go through trials. Temptation. You lose family members and friends. Why are we still here? We still go through pain just like the rest of this world. We experience death, illnesses, diseases. Why are we still here? The world looks at us and says, you guys are crazy. What are you doing? You're imaginary God. See, but we know. We know the truth, right? Just like, like Peter knows. We know and we believe. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of Israel. He is the one who we serve. We bow down to him and to him only, and he is always in control. Why are we still here? Because he shed blood for me. Why do I endure? Why do I push? Why do I persevere? Because he loved me so. Why? I am a son. I am a daughter of the living God. This is why I push. This is why I am still here. When someone comes up to you and says, don't you want to leave also the others left? You say, no. (laughs) 
You say, I know he is the Holy One. I know that my life is in his hands. I know that this is going to be hard. I know that I'm called to be a soldier. I'm called to be an ambassador, and I'm going to push through. Jesus Christ is calling us for something, and he never said it was going to be easy. He said, in this life you will face trials of many kinds, but take heart. But take heart. I have overcome the world. See, our trust is in God and not in man. When situations like this happen and people want to walk away from the Lord, we keep our eyes focused on Him. He is our rock. He is our strong tower. And nothing can shake us. Nothing. You know, at times it feels like we're a little scared and and we can't do this on our own. The rock's not moving. It's us who's moving. We're the ones who are shaky. We're the ones... But you know what? He's still there. And we need to remain in him, and he will remain in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Why are you still here, Liz? Why are you still here, Rachel and Lauren? Why? Because he has called you. He has called you. He has called you. And you love him, and you know it. No one can take that from you. Why are you still here, Andrew, Adam, Cynthia? Why? When the world has called you crazy, when the world has said that girl doesn't know what she's talking about, she is a fanatic, why are we still here? Because we know the truth. We believe and we stand firm in it. And nothing, and nothing can shake us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Psalms 23, 4, I love this. I love it. It says, even though... Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, come on, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. There'll be times we'll be, we'll be so scared we won't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. We'll, we'll be shaking and trembling, but he will comfort you. He is there for you. Hallelujah. This is beautiful to me. This is beautiful because, yes, we're going to go through pains and and just times of doubt. But he is with us. Hallelujah. I cannot get that enough. Why are we still here? Why am I still here when I was told this was a phase, when I was told that I I wouldn't do anything? Why am I still here? He's worth it. He is worth it. There's no one in this world that can ever satisfy like him. And my goodness, I say this all the time. It's, it's just it's not, nothing, no one. He has called you. He has chosen you. God, no one comes to, to Jesus except to the Father unless God the Father calls them. He has chosen you. He's taken you out of this world. And he said, I want that one. That one's mine. That's my daughter. That's my son. And I want to be with that one for the rest of eternity. See, for our light and momentary problems, troubles, are nothing compared to the eternal glory that will be revealed to us. Nothing. My goodness, we need to keep our eyes on him. And when this world comes, when the devil comes and knocks at your door and says, why are you still here? You go through this week after week and you doubt and, and you know, they don't, they don't treat you right and, you know, the numbers are not right and, and the ministry is just wrong and why are you still here? And you can get up and you can look the devil right in the eye and you say, behind me, Satan. 
get behind me, Satan. And you tell him he is the Holy One of Israel. And I will worship him. And I will live for him for the rest of my days. Jesus. Lord God Almighty, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Only you are worthy, dear God. Dear God, if we have to endure pain, if we have to, dear God, be be stretched and molded, Jesus, let it be for your glory, Lord. I pray, Father God, for every person in this room. I pray, dear God, that you will strengthen them, dear God, to just stand up, Lord, under every problem, every trial, every situation that comes their way, Lord. I pray, Father God, for perseverance, Lord. I pray, dear God, that these people, these leaders in this room, these leaders in this room, these leaders in this room that you have called out, I pray, Father God, that they will never give up, Lord. Never give up, Lord. That they will keep their eyes focused on you, Jesus, when this world comes and tries to taunt them. Dear God, I pray that they will just, dear God, just die to flesh. Die to self, Lord. Die to self. Die to self, Lord. I was reading this book. I was reading this book by my favorite person, woman, Heidi Baker. She was in this She was in this prayer meeting. She was worshiping and she was on her knees and she was crying out to God and she's just loving him and and all of a sudden she starts crying out to God and she says, "God, I feel like I'm dying." I feel like I'm dying. She felt this burning sensation she had never felt before, and this weight just placed upon her. And God said to her, good, I want you to die. (laughs) I read this. I was like, what? He says, good, I want you to die so I can fill you up with every ounce of me. God wants us to die. God wants us to persevere. God wants us to know and acknowledge that he is the only one. Why are you still here? Because he's called you, right? Because he wants you. He desires you. And he wants you to desire him. He wants you to worship him with all of your heart, with all of it. He wants you. Can you believe that? The living God wants you. Why are you still here? I want you to ask that question. Just ask yourself that question. Why am I still here? You could have given up a long time ago. You could have let go. You could have said there is no God. You could have said this isn't easy. Fasting isn't easy. Praying and reading my Bible every day is not easy. Why am I still here? That's a personal question. That's something that you know. It's deep down. You know. You know, and it's the personal relationship, that personal intimacy that you have with God. That's why you're still here. Jesus, keep us, Lord God Almighty.